In a world where technology and marketing collide, two heroes rise to help make sense of it all, one podcast at a time. Welcome to Mo and Joe's Epic Tech Talks. Hello, special edition podcast this week, our first day of Mobile World Congress Americas. Uh, it's Mo and Joe broadcasting live from San Francisco. Live. Live. And boy, are we tired. <laughs> we are tired. We were doing tours all day long. Am I getting old or is that a lot of work? I think you're getting old. <laughs> I think you are old. I think you're just realizing it now. So. Mm. <laughs> Telling you what. Yeah, but lots of things happened today. Not not including the tours and stuff that we did, but we heard a lot from Apple. We did. Yeah. We did. You seem a little... Uh, did we want to start with Apple? Uh, we can start with Apple. Let's start with Apple. The fruit. The fruit down the road. That's right. As we say. We're and so close. We could we could see Steve Jobs Theater from here. Well, next year we'll be in there. We'll yeah. do it. We'll do about... We'll, we'll split up. at it. <laughs> You'll do Mobile World Congress and I'll go to Apple. You can do that. Yeah, okay. I'm sure you would like that. Yes. That would be fun. Steve. Steve will let me in. <laughs> uh, no, a lot of big news. Yeah. So I think... I mean, I guess I'll start. Go ahead. I can now buy an app. I could buy the Apple Watch. Finally. Finally. That's a lot to say because you've been waiting. I have. Well, I have one. You're but I have the... when it comes to adopting new technology. <laughs> so. I have the original. <laughs> I did not buy the Apple Watch 2. But now, because it's got LTE built in, yep. um, it's the opportunity to disconnect it from the phone, and that's what we've been waiting for. So uh, I will get one as soon as I can. Good idea. I think, I guess I should say about the, the whole thing today, nothing unexpected. I mean, no. You know, Apple used to be good at like keeping the secrets. A lot of leaks came out beforehand. Uh, I think that the expectations were set, so I'm not necessarily disappointed, like some of the analysts are. Like it's just like flat. Yeah. But I do think, you know, it's it's a hard thing to upstage yourself. Like they they invented this genre of phone, and it's often copied, and you know, it goes back and forth between them and Samsung. But I think that. The, they call it the 10, right? It's not Apple X. Yeah, it's if, not the iPhone X. If there was a surprise, it was that the X that we all heard about over it's the weekend. It's going to be hard for me to, actually a to, 10. to default from that. It is the 10. Like Roman numeral 10. Well, is. could we be different, though? And like, It's like if you're in the know. What happened is it goes to 8 and then to 10. 10 yeah. So what happened to the 9? Well, I think. I want to know what happened. I th it's based because of their 10 year anniversary I of see. the iPhone. But I think because we're insiders, we can call it X because that's like the cool thing to call that's it. That's right. Yes. It is. It's a hipster way of referring <laughs> to the phone. Um, but I think the the price point wasn't as expensive as I thought, right? Right. We're talking a dollar less than a thousand. Dollars. <laughs> it's a bargain. For the low end phone, mm -hmm. which is what, sixty four gigs or something? Yes. Sixty four and two fifty six. Right. So it's like two apps and yep. all your music. That's yes. all you could have on that phone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, definitely um, they already kind of set the expectation it's gonna be scarce. So that's that's always fun. And that always gets people excited being the first ones on the block to get it. But it seems to me you were, you were showing me the specs. It doesn't look like the 7, sorry, the 8S is much different the than eight, the 10. The, yes, the 8 is um, spec-wise 
very similar, but the form factor is different. That's the great yeah, part. Now, the, the OLED display and it's super high retina and all these things, yeah. some of that is different. But the, like the chip, for example? The Bionic. The, is that what it's? A11 Bionic. Oh, the Bionic, yes. Yes. Uh, the Million Dollar Man, the Bionic. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's the same across all three of the phones. And so from like a speed perspective, I don't think there's any real difference between the three. No, I think the, the big difference, like you said, is in the hardware and form factor and the way the the iPhone X's camera yes. is configured. Mm. It's optimized. Someone said it best. It's not meant, it's designed so that you don't necessarily look at the phone, but looking through it. And it's optimized for the art kit. It's, it's yes. so that there's more fluid AR experiences. Um, so I, I think that in itself shows that Apple's kind of definitely banking on AR as their big thing. Because there's nothing VR that was announced. Like no. They didn't be like, oh, here's a new VR kit or anything. I think they're really going straight on for AR, and I think that's a smart move, you know, that, since it's the phone. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Well, ha- it's just, I think that I'm definitely getting one. Are you going to get one? Absolutely. <laughs> we have to get the 256, which, by the way, the pricing that we have found, 1149 Okay, I, could, I think I can pull that off if my wife doesn't listen to if this If you're going to spend that much of a phone, you can't get 64 gigs anyway. Right. You just can't. What are you going to do with 64 gigs? Yeah, you're going to wish you had 256 That's like is what you're going to do. the iPod version 2 on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, can't do much with that. So we're looking at... Um, that's not. That's pretty. That's pretty affordable, I guess. I mean, if you think about it. You, you spread do, it out spread into 24 out. months. Uh, I'm on that special plan that AT&T has that lets you upgrade every year, so yeah. really, you wouldn't feel it. No, and that's how they're going to get most people in. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, they announced that they brought in Apple TV, the new 4K TVOS. resolution. Yep. That's good. It's about time. Uh, Amazon is going to be on it this time around, which is good. Yeah. Right now, people are going to work around on that. Yep. And what else? Watch. They, the, and the watch. And um, those were the three big uh, hardware announcements. Yeah. Uh, wasn't there also an iPad? Yeah, there's an iPad. It's kind of a throw-in, I update, think. Update. Yeah. Uh, a new version, hardware-wise, spec-wise. And then there was a High Sierra update as well, the new OS that's coming out. Which yeah. They are also, I mean, there's also the new iMacs, right. the Macs that are coming out, of course, that are going to take advantage of the new um, version of the OS, which is a big deal because this one is tuned for gaming, right? So they had support for Unity in there on the firmware <laughs> side and better support on the file structure and things like that. So that's, again, I think an answer to people saying, look, for gaming, Macs aren't that great. Yeah, that's why I have to go to my PC. So now maybe they're answering that call from that perspective. So, so that it was it was uneventful actually. Uh, I have to say <laughs> <laughs> it was all expected, but it's some cool stuff, and I think it's the next generation of stuff because now we are what's going to happen. One of the things that was um, about Apple TV we should mention. I think this is important because this is less about what they did with the technology and just more about how they will inject this into the mainstream. Is 4K content in the App Store, excuse me, in iTunes, is the same price as regular HD content. And so what does that mean? That means that for anybody that gets the new Apple TV, they will default to the 4K content. Now, the only thing they're going to need to overcome is just people's uh, home broadband issues as it relates to 4K. But what I think that means, because oftentimes this is the case, is when Apple decides something is going to become mainstream, well, 
that's when it gradually or quickly in some cases becomes mainstream. And so I think the fact that you have the um, Apple TV uh, with the ability to stream 4K and um, to play downloaded 4K, of course, through iTunes, you have a situation where because they've priced the content the same as regular content, um, you have built a scenario where I think that m maybe finally uh, 4K is going to, to, to have some leeway or some runway to take off. The other thing I wanted to mention about the iPhone, just to go back to what you mentioned, AR, they actually demoed a, uh, a, a game on there, an AR game. Right. They brought the company up that um, built it up on the stage. You know how they'll do that with partners. And um, so I think that those two things, you've got the 4K and the price point around content, and then, of course, you have them now at this point producing a phone that is just built for, for AR uh, on the back of ARKit, which you mentioned, and then making it a highlight, really, of the demo just validates what we already knew, which is that that's where their brain is. And so, no, nothing overtly surprising, but I also, like you, was not disappointed. Um, right. I mean, I think the upgrades to iOS 11 are nice. I mean, they have a new uh, Apple Pay person-to-person -person component, so it's like Apple Venmo, mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. which is good. And then... Um, Animated emojis, of course. Hey, who 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 isn't waiting for that to happen? Um, <laughs> That's a bit ridiculous. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Apple Pay cash card, so oh. payments through iMessage. So, you know, I think that they're trying that the the mobile payment part is definitely an upgrade, and you know, I think that it it is a little bit of a competition with Facebook's Messenger, mm -hmm. which everybody else uses. So, um, puts them on par with that, and then. Maybe the upgrades to Siri with translation capabilities that are going to be better. I think they have a lot of work to do on HomeKit. I mean, even if they talked about the HomePod, they have a lot of ground to cover um, when it comes to Google and, and Amazon because, uh, you know, there, there's not much out there. And, you know, if anything, that HomePod is going to give Sonos around for its money. That's, that's probably the, the biggest threat um, when it comes down to it. Um, the uh, Siri, you mentioned Siri a minute ago. So you access that now that there's no home button. You'll access that with a, a button on the side of the, the phone. Right. And so um, because, you know, you, you don't have the thumb thumbprint security any longer. It's, it's facial ID, face ID, which we talked about. And what's cool about, um, I think, the fact that you can access Siri that way is great. But also um, this face ID uh, improves the security from something like 50,000 to one chance that somebody could like hack in via the thumbprint yeah. to something like a million to one is what they were saying. Well, there's an easy hack for that, for the face ID. Basically, what I'm going to do, uh, I'll knock you out, <laughs> make a mold of your face. It doesn't and, work. And I'll have no. a face mask of it, Joe. It doesn't work. They talked about that. Really? They brought in Hollywood people who are uh, experts in the design business about costuming. Yeah. And... Um, makeup and masks. Get out of here. And they so you can't do Mission Impossible You stuff. can't build a Joe Scarts face mask, no, unfortunately for you. Not a picture it won't work. of you. It won't work. Oh, yeah, because they ask you to blink or do a gesture. That's right. So you can't. It won't okay. work. But literally, so some of the, like, um, they mentioned some financial institutions. They've already worked this through with somebody like an E-Trade or somebody they had right. mentioned specifically who literally with the next iPhone, you open up the app and you'll go into the security simply by looking at it. So no more, again, no more passwords, 
I think you enter the password the first time. Right. And then now you don't even need to press it. You just simply look at your phone. And I think that's, that is sci-fi stuff. Yeah. You know, I think we're used to the concept, so it doesn't seem that amazing because a lot of this facial recognition piece has been around for a while, especially like in security and yeah. some of the stuff the government's doing. And, and also it's gotten into a bit of marketing, which is creepy. But <laughs> that's to me, that's still pretty far out stuff. Yeah. Well, it is definitely pretty interesting stuff. I think the other piece that we looked at was... Um, I'm going to switch over to Mobile Congress just because we sat through a couple of demos of Mobile Connect yep. and MasterCard's pay with your face kind of things. So this to me <laughs> is yet face. another. <laughs> it is. Right? It is. It uses your face similar to facial recognition, but it, it uses to identify you and unlock the phone or unlock your account. I think this is yet another, you know, salvo into building standards for mobile con for mobile transaction authentication, right? Because everybody's building something like this. Now, Apple has one, um, but, you know, tied into the device, it probably has a better chance than someone like MasterCard or uh, even Mobile Connect, the GSMA's protocol that they're trying to push. So it's going to be um, good for us, good for consumers, but bad for people that are trying to create a standard and, you know, help the market not fragment anymore. Um, what else? Oh, the... The one thing that's interesting is Apple Music got an upgrade. Not really an upgrade. They, like, it's getting more social. Not that it needed to be. Like, I, I mean, how I don't really, you know, think that that's a value to anyone. <laughs> but somebody along the line, maybe maybe the guys at Beats said, hey, we should make another social media platform yep. and base it on Apple Music. That's a great idea. Said no one ever. So <laughs> I, I predict that that will not do well, just like the other attempts at other. Yeah. You know, I mean. It, well, I feel like they've attempted it before in earlier yeah, iterations. Yeah. Ping or something like yes, that. Yes, exactly. Right? Yep. So, so that's interesting. <laughs> um, right. And oh. then uh, we talked about the HomePod, right? We did. What's interesting. We didn't in this show, but we've talked about it in the previous one. Was yeah. there an update today to HomePod? Yeah, they, they mentioned that it was going to come out in November. Oh, okay. Um, so By the way, you won't be able to order that new iPhone until October for ship in November, well, too. Well, I, I doubt anybody but, like, super rich or celebrities are going to get it before everybody else anyway, right? Because they don't have enough materials to build it in fast enough, right? I think yeah. The backlog yeah. will be a couple months. Well, you're. An, but what else is new? When have they not done that to us? Well, you're an influencer. You'll get one. I'm hoping. I mean, I got the Atari hat. The Atari speaker <laughs> the Atari hat. So speaker. I got that going. That's true. You did. And that is that is I, a. I ran into Tim Cook in an alley one time. That you, yes, but he you didn't did. see me, so. I could, I could kind of stalk him there, but no, who knows? Well, it's interesting because Apple has no presence at the Mobile World Congress, which is where we are today. That's because, right. You know, and it was interesting to me is that they had their announcement on the opening day of the conference. So right. we were doing tours. And I we wonder were, what that was all about. Yes. Well, you and I, we should tell people we both did tours. I did a mobile advertising tour and you did emerging technology. Great day, great people. Uh, I, will, I will admit, uh, during the 10 o'clock tour, a lot of them were checking their phones and actively yeah, talking about too. what was going on at I'm Cupertino. Like, uh, hello. <laughs> yeah, like uh, uh, we're looking at the Samsung booth right now. No. Right. Uh, that's funny. But it's but it's part of the ecosystem and that's okay. That's okay. And I actually had people ask questions about the impact of the Apple phone when we were at other people's booths. So it was it was top of mind to a lot of our uh, participants in our tours, um, which is rightly so. I mean, it's a mobile device show. Yeah. Um, but I think so it was a good show. I think overall it is 
not as big as Barcelona. No. But it is a a microcosm of, my, of Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. Would yeah. you say? Yeah, I would say. It's, um, uh, but it's an international focused tour anyways. Like even in the United States, we had yeah. a Korea Telecom. We had China Mobile. And so you're just going to have fewer people that are interested in that yeah. in San Francisco than you are in Barcelona. So yeah. that's the way it is. I did see a lot more of the four years from now innovation at the stage. Absolutely. So there's like a yep. Shark Tank thing going on, which is awesome. Yes. To watch. Um, it was nice to meet some of the locals that are, you know, building the next big thing. I mean, I saw a lot of geo um, geolocation platforms, um, cloud-based AI, which is basically how S Skynet started, by the way. <laughs> um, so again, you know, there's no one not watch these movies and say, hey, maybe we should not be doing that. But there is uh, a very interesting trend in taking AI, putting it in the cloud so that other devices can access it. And so uh, there's a, there was a few people on my tour, a few exhibitors that had a cloud-based AI for robots. Yeah. So yikes. I mean, well, it, it was pretty amazing. Would you believe, would you believe me if I told you, um, somebody that I spoke with had a cloud-based AI for emojis? Get out of here. Not kidding. That's an emoji, impressive. emoji keyboards to be specific. So does the emoji sense your emotion and then make the face cry when you're not happy? I would imagine that it understands your previous behavior to some extent I and see. the behavior of others. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I will say that the explanation for how it used AI wasn't completely... <laughs> You do wonder. I buy it. I yeah. mean, emoji yeah. keyboard. You absolutely, have emoji. <laughs> absolutely. No, it's a great, great company. Got a great customer base. But uh, I'm just wondering how exactly it does that. But anyway, um, four years from now is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. It's the like you said, the startup kind of hub. And uh, I missed the Shark Tank piece, but there's a lot of great companies back there. And what's cool about the Americas version, I will say, for those of us that live in the United States, is that. Um, Certainly more U.S. companies there. Like, for example, Absolutely. on my tour, I had a, I had two um, really great mobile app strategy UX design and development companies. Yeah. One based in Austin, actually, or excuse me, Dallas. I had uh, a social marketing company based out of Austin, right. uh, who I should introduce you to. And then we had a uh, app development company here that's here in San Francisco. Yeah. And so that that's backyard, neat right? because yeah. you don't get that. At Mobile World Congress. That's right. And so there's a relevancy thing around it's, let's it's a U.S. geographic companies. focus, yeah. which is kind of nice because when we're, you know, it is definitely more international European when you're in Barcelona. They dress better, I will say. They do. We talk, yes. They dress better. And they better. have accents. And <laughs> here it's not, you know, it's Chicago and Texas, right? So, um, well, those but, are oh, accents in Chicago and Texas, by the way. Yeah, God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I know. <laughs> Well, if you met my wife, who hopefully doesn't listen to this, I make fun of her accent all the time. So she gave up on this. She did a while ago. <laughs> it's fine. But uh, you know what's interesting also is graphene, right? Yes. Talk about graphene. Graphene, which we had uh, covered in the Barcelona uh, this year, is you know I'll, I'll make it brief, but basically they have. Um, they haven't discovered a new element, but it's an element based off of base, the graphite in your, the kind that's in your pencil. But they've uh, accidentally discovered how to manufacture it in such a way that it's very thin, almost it's about one atom thin, and can be processed in such a way with several layers so that even as it's that thin of, of a human hair, it can be 10 times to 200 times as strong as steel. 
It can conduct electricity, superconductive, so they can make batteries out of it. And of course, because it's so thin, and you put layers, you think about, you could have a battery that lasts six months in your phone, right? Or a battery charger that charges a phone in seconds versus minutes or hours. And then ultimately, which is the coolest thing, because as we were going through the tour and the graphene folks, I ran into a professor from Austin, Texas, who was at UT, and he, had, he makes tattoos out of graphene, which are superconductive, so that they can be biometric sensors and on your skin. So if you're diabetic or you know sweat, you can, you can literally do a lot of blood glucose stuff, stuff that you wouldn't normally do because you can take off a Fitbit type of thing. It's, this is something that's on your skin all the time. Yeah. But he made some that were of Texas Longhorns because that's nice. how I figured it out. I'm like, what the heck is this? And then I looked over and he was like, hey, hook them horns. And he made that sign. Yeah. That <laughs> that's not the devil sign no. or the rocket sign. It's the know. horns. Got to so know like, the difference. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, so graphene was cool. I think that's... What's the hang up with uh, adoption of graphene? So now we've been talking about it for a couple, for a year at least, right? Yeah, well, it's been around for several years. Yeah. But the EU has dumped a billion dollar fund into it. Billion, not dollar, but euros. So they know that it's going to be the next big thing. And what they're trying to do is figure out retrofitting manufacturing processes. Because that's one of the big things is how do you scale? Like if you can't build a process that doesn't cost a lot of money to make these things, mm -hmm. whatever. Right. But um, they are talking about like one of the applications, use cases is a flexible screen, right? We were talking about this the other day. It's like, I want a phone that I can fold up and roll up in my put my Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Graphene can do that. It literally has all the properties we need to do that. And you're not talking about a Motorola Razor. You're talking about... I could be. Because those are awesome phones. By not by roll up, you don't mean flip phone. You no, mean, I mean literally like, like a roll, roll up. up, like a fruit roll up that you would get for lunch. That's crazy. And you could unroll it. You know, imagine having it like a pencil and then pulling it out like a shade and be like, oh, it's my phone. It, it, it's like, nuts. That's crazy. But that is the way of the world. And so these guys are kind of the cutting edge, and they're continually supported by the, the GSMA and Mobile World Congress. They have a they have a bigger and bigger booth every year. So. We Definitely didn't. pretty cool stuff. Yeah. So what else did we see? A lot of Internet of Things, mm -hmm. big-time smart yep. city stuff. Yep. I mean, yeah. I think the recurring themes that we've seen throughout the year. So smart cities, sensors, everything's connected. I mean, they had sensors that get buried in the ground that is like they call it smart dust, right? So they kind of have several, several hundreds of thousands of little sensors that get thrown into the asphalt when they pave a street. But these things uh, can report back data and tell you what's happening with the street and you know if there's a pothole here or things like that. So the whole concept of creating a world where, what was the number? 6.2 billion right now? Mm -hmm. Connected devices. Connected devices to the 2026 number, which was 52. Is that what it's going up to? Wow. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So damn. I mean, yeah. that's just, everything's connected. Yeah. But it, it is now more about, not the gadgets, but what can you Connect. do with all the data that's collected, yep. how the infrastructure is going to be impacted. And then 5G, of course, because yep. you need a really fast network and a way to handle all of these connectivity pieces. And the language they were using was connected living. And so, yep. to your point, there was like connected bicycles. Uh, yeah. There was the connected fleet truck, of course. Uh, obviously, the connected car they had. There was an entertainment section, the IoT section, all of that in yeah. Innovation City. And um, to your point, it really is about sensors kind of everywhere on um, on everything. Uh, 
And what I found fascinating when I started thinking about 5G um, is that it's funny to me because they talk about it'll be between 10 and 100 times faster than 4G. <laughs> I just laugh because that's quite a range. But then I was talking to a, um, a fellow that we do the tours with, and I said to him, but, you know, I guess it really doesn't matter. Because in either case, if you were to take 4G and even let's take it down the middle and say multiply it by 25, right. A, that's going to the, 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 the change to your current cellular phone experience will be dramatically different. But in addition to that, it'll be better than your home Wi-Fi. Yeah. And so the, say much, so. <laughs> it brings up a business question, which is, well, what does that mean to the providers of broadband like service? Or, exactly. Yeah. Will they get disrupted? And does somebody like an well, AT&T now, AT&T like who, the cord cutters. They, well, but DSL lost to cable. Yep. Remember DSL? That's DSL right. has lost a cable. And so AT&T is out there with DirecTV, and they're trying to bundle in DirecTV with, like, you know, what cable or, excuse Everything me, DSL. Yeah. Now, with with 5G, if truly it is faster than Wi-Fi through a router, do you change the equation? And so I think it's really fascinating. And I hadn't thought about it when we talked about it in Barcelona. Right. I think now that we're getting closer to it, you start asking yourself some of those more of the business questions. Yeah. And that's a big one because I'd love to fire certain providers that I use. For, <laughs> I mean, think about that. Don't though. say the word because I didn't hear you. No, no, no. <laughs> but I think a lot of people are looking for efficiencies in any ways that you can cut, you know, one home service bill to get two services for the price of one or whatever. Now, no doubt that if, in fact, that's true, somebody like an AT&T will recognize that and the prices will follow accordingly. But I think it does raise an interesting question about what that means for people's uh, broadband service. So. Yeah. Well, I think it, it has to happen because without that architecture, all of these connected devices and the data, the, 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 the immense amount of data that's being collected won't work. It won't, won't work. Yeah, we're basically going to crush the You already get a bit of a chokehold unless you're doing things like boosters in your home today yeah. if you've got more than just a few devices connected at a time. Right. Um, so we're going to need an alternative yeah. to and home broadband. Pushing, I mean, I think they keep pushing the date forward, which is good. Like, it's going to happen sooner. It's going to happen sooner. I heard that today. Now, yeah. you and I can recall when we were in Barcelona talked about 5G realistically, and it wasn't me and you being skeptical as we as I might are. be, as I might, I, you know, but uh, I think a fair amount of skepticism is appropriate at times. But I would say to you that uh, today I actually heard, I felt like people were still saying 2018 for some yeah. areas. Yeah. And I felt like I even it was to, to, uh, 2020, was yeah, what was used to say when we not this year in Barcelona, but last yeah. year, people were definitely talking about 2020. So, yeah. um, so that's good. So there's a confidence there. I yeah. Think what, what the other things we've seen are the amount of infrastructure investments on a citywide scale that are being done. So, you know, it's that level of adoption <laughs> when it becomes part of a city's operational side, that's that's immense. That, that, yep. That's basically how things get part of day-to-day -day life, right? And truthfully, we'll probably see it in the U.S. after we will. Of course. Yeah. Right? It's just, that's always the case. Yeah. Well, you know, it'll start in Barcelona. Barcelona, course. China. Yep. A lot of places where they can leapfrog the infrastructure. Too. And I reckon uh, Korea. Oh, I feel sure. like Korea Telecom is right there. in the middle of all that stuff. Yeah. I think there's it, it, there's a lot of these infographics that you see that when they compare the per capita slash bandwidth opportunities for people in the U.S. versus other 
countries were toward the bottom of the list. Yeah. Yeah. And for price, too. So There's no legacy, as we know. No. Stuff and to we overcome. have a lot of politics and bureaucracy around it, too. So what? No, we don't. Surprise, surprise. We don't. But hey, we know. We know. So let's see. I think we uh, – that was a good day. I think um, we'll have another report tomorrow. This was meant to be a micro report. How many? Yes. How long have we actually um, – because you get us started. We did, we did a 30-minute, like I said. We oh, did. 30 minutes. We okay. We're at 27 minutes. Well, now. that's good. So we have time – do you want me to dance around for the next three minutes so yeah. we get to an even? I, I can. Uh, what was your favorite thing you saw today? Um, I got to see you do the introduction of your tour. Oh, you did? Yeah, which is amazing. <laughs> uh, well, you know me. Did I, Did you see me do the the, the jazz hands part? I, yeah, no. <laughs> I I, uh, I I very much liked. Um, I thought Innovation City was was uh, was was nice. I also think that the GSMA um, connected world on the other on the other side was nice. I did not see graphene, which I will go and see yeah. uh, in the future. Um, but honestly, today, I do have to say, and I shouldn't say this, but I do have to say, uh, I was distracted by what was going on a little bit Yeah. in Apple, with Apple. So, um, well, yeah, you were in focus. You're half, you were, you were not present in the moment. <laughs> so come back, Joe, come back. I was present, but I have to say that was the lead story. Now there's, um, uh, I love tomorrow what I'm going to do uh, is spend a little bit more time in four years from now. I think the way that they set that up in the GSMA and uh, Mobile World Congress Americas did a great job with it is um, is really cool. And uh, just walking through there for the one stop that was on my tour, which yeah. was a social marketing company, which, which has built like a middle layer of technology to help automate um, uh, efficiency and, and driving your spend. Sure, that's something that's not brand new, but the nuance in how they do it, and it's a cloud-based solution as well, is what's interesting. So that's just one little company, and there's dozens of them that they've brought together in that four years from yep. now. So to me, when you go to these things, and I think you share this feeling because uh, you've expressed this in the past, is, and I agree with you, it's like you know what's at the Samsung booth. Right. You know what to expect at the Nokia booth most of the time. Mm -hmm. And so... It's those hidden nuggets right. that are really cool. And like when you first found Graphene a year or two ago, it was more one of those hidden, hidden nuggets. Now you've seen it grow over time. Yep. And so that's what we're looking for when we go to these things. And yep. so tomorrow, maybe when we're not, when I'm not distracted, <laughs> I'll provide one of those hidden nuggets. Yeah, spend some time. Um, I think for me today, since it was the first day, I did see a lot. I was, I was pleasantly surprised to see more and more platforms to get AI in the hands of people that are not programming mavens. Like it's, it, they are putting together these um, object-oriented, um, scripted platforms that make it easy for people to take AI and put it into their devices. Like I saw one guy put together, it was amazing, he put a helmet, it looks like a bike helmet, but it has cameras and sensors all over it, which it doesn't look like a giant, you know, like that helmet that... Uh, Doc Brown wears in Back to the Future, like it has all the crazy things in it. It doesn't look like that, but it looks like a bike helmet, but they made it for people who are blind. Wow. And people who are blind to navigate a city, they put this on, and it uses cloud AI and information, geolocation information, and it sends them tactile senses and tones into the helmet so that they can tell like if there's traffic, where there's a step. Like So it visualizes things for them in ways that they, you know, they can't see, but they can feel, they can hear, 
And so it's a pretty impressive thing. So it takes the, the white stick that people have. Yeah. And you won't need it anymore. That's you nice. literally walk around like Daredevil. Yeah. Right? Daredevil yeah. has all his senses, but he doesn't see. Yeah. Same thing. That's great. I would call it a Daredevil helmet, but I don't think that's the appropriate. That thing. is the second health um, uh, healthcare related solution that I heard about today. The first one was the connected uh, ambulance that was oh, yeah, I saw just that. off to the side of Innovation First City. I thought somebody got hurt because they no, yeah, were on the floor. Ah. Then I'm like, you know, oh, that's well, you know, people, sh- you know, people come to these uh, conventions get a little out of hand. That's right. Uh, but no, it's, it's, it's accessing medical records in real time um, in, the, in the vehicle. And that is, of course, when you're in an emergency, something that's incredibly important. And so um, the ability to look at some of this technology and recognize that it's going to impact people's lives in a positive life-saving type of way, that at least makes you feel good that it's it's not maybe as scary as Elon Musk would have us believe. Right. It's for the good. It's for the good of mankind. <laughs> Although I did see Pepper everywhere, which is kind of creepy. I actually told the people on my tour, I said, if you've been to any conference in the last three years, you saw Pepper. Yeah. There she is again. Let's keep going. Right. <laughs> Pepper was in like three or four booths on yeah. my way to see a Pepper yeah. booth. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think I think she's jumped a shark. I think we need to make a robot in a Manolo Almagro form factor. Oh, that's cool. That it is cool. It look like a fire plug with legs. With <laughs> legs. So. <laughs> you said it. Fire plug with you legs. You said it. You said it on me. That's it. And with that, I think that's we a good end way to wrap. Fire plug with legs. All right. Well, what would thanks that make me? everybody for listening to day uh, one of Mobile World Congress Americas and our little recap plug. of Apple. And their yeah, that was good. And the fact that Joe thinks there should be a robot cloned after me. That's right. So that's We're going to call him one. Pluggy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and done. See you later, everybody. Bye. See you tomorrow. Bye.